Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered, Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I'm here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Welcome to the Elisa Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and today it is Wednesday, October the 27th. Woo, Halloween is close. We are nearing the end of spooky season here, so I hope everyone is having a safe and fun Halloween week. Um, we're not really talking about scary things today. <laughs> um, but I do have a very interesting topic that has actually been requested. Uh, I'm going to say it's been requested about 7,000 times. <laughs> and it's a big topic, one that um, I have been speaking about for about 25 years, but I haven't really dedicated an episode um, to before. So uh, let's jump into this right away. We're going to get started today. I want to talk about discipline. And some of the other things that happen around discipline, the emotions, the feelings, the habits, the rituals around the word discipline. So what it is, what it is not, who needs discipline, how we use it to be successful as well as fail, how to cultivate discipline in our lives. And lastly, I want to discuss some of the ideas and beliefs around the word that will help you reframe What's happening in your mind and your body when things get hard? All right. I do want to give this episode a gentle and loving trigger warning as I will be discussing themes of victim mentality, which may be difficult for some people to hear. So throwing that out there. Um, so let's begin. I actually want to uh, start the episode off with a quote that I saw on Instagram yesterday. It was from an unknown author, unfortunately, and it read, the best time to plant a tree was 25 years ago. The best time to plant a tree was 25 years ago. This hit me like deep <laughs> because how many of us have wanted something for ourselves, but we've let fear stand in our way for far too long. Secondarily, how many of you blame or shame yourself for lack of discipline? You know, and you get into this downward spiral and you never because you never planted that tree because you made assumptions that, you know, you could do it later, that time was on your side and that, you know, maybe you didn't plant the tree because you already made the assumption that you didn't have self-discipline and you wouldn't be able to be successful because of that. It was like a story behind it. Is anyone feeling me on this? So I think that one of the main reasons that I have never shared my view on discipline publicly is because it's sort of one of the skills that I haven't really been able to articulate in a way that would maybe resonate with people. So, so I'll explain that in a second. By definition, discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. Now, 
punishment's a funny word because we like sort of immediately think drill sergeant, army training, uh, like like you're gonna get hurt if you don't like corporal punishment sort of, <laughs> but but punishment can also be a mindset and a mentality, which we will also go into. Discipline is synonyms with words like control and train, coach, coachability, strict, being strictness, to school yourself, okay? It's kind of a harsh word and it's kind of a scary word sometimes, right? And sometimes I feel like my ideas around this word are a little bit too biased and here's why. I believe that I have natural discipline, all right? I know that discipline can be, uh, is a skill that can be practiced and developed, but I'm pretty sure that I came out of my mom's womb a disciplined child <laughs> in, in so many extents of the word, okay? Um, I was born disciplined, and, and the second that I agree to commit to something or begin something that's hard, I will stick to it almost to a fault. I think this is absolutely one of the qualities that led me to stand on the top of the podium on the World Cup stage in skiing. I'm a World Cup gold medalist. This happened in my 20s. And why I was two-time national champion, it was because of this discipline that I that I had. And I, I looking back when I was like 18, 19, 20 years old, I was I was almost like a robot. I worked my ass off. I wanted it so bad, there was nothing that could stand in my way. If you weren't with me, you were against me, all right? When I, this was when I was training for our World Cup team for the Olympics. I had no, I would have no time for you, all right? All I saw was the Olympic Games and I was gonna do everything possible to get there. So this is kind of where I wanna start because World Cup athletes, all World Cup athletes in all sports, all of the best of the best of the best in all areas, you know, it doesn't matter what sport, have demonstrated world-class discipline in one way or another. And that's what I had or have is a world-class discipline. And there were days where I would push my body day in and day out that I would go so fucking hard. My mind was like, bleeding and I would go to bed and I would wake up the next day and do it all again. I never veered. Not many people do at that level. Not many break. All right. And as I'm saying this out loud, I'm, I'm like hearing many ties to so like military conditioning here, but like it is military people, personnel, they're extremely disciplined as well to follow the code of behavior or else there's punishment. If I didn't do these things, I wouldn't get to the top of the podium and that's where I wanted to be, all right? So the punishment here would be like like failure. So for over a decade, I, I lived and breathed and hung out and associated with people who were just like me. And here's the thing, when you're at that level, and this is kind of an aside, the reward for your discipline is, is crazy. You know, we we talk about discipline so often in terms of success or failure, but like 
the success part of being disciplined when you are when you have that kind of pressure when you are living and breathing and doing this type of work you have no idea how powerful that win feels like how your body responds the chemical reactions in your body the the adrenaline the the satisfaction the relief the the dreams coming true moments when things all come together and you fucking win like you have no idea how addictive that can become all right how how much someone will need that so the discipline of like and motivation and all of the things that come with it really are rewarded at the end when you stick to it when it's done all right and and alternatively the the failure component of it is is i mean at at any level to be honest the successes and the and the failures at any level will be dramatic because they're all subjective right but like what i'm saying is like at that top elite elite level where like it's not like i'm i'm missing a workout today yeah that failure or i, I didn't work out for a month that failure is going to hurt inside of me but like when you live and breathe your whole life for something and you fail that's like a loss of identity you're like attached to that in a way that is really hard for anyone else to understand because they're not living your life they're not living your hard they're not living your truth so when i was in that cycle it got to the point where i didn't even realize that there were other people in the world that didn't have discipline <laughs> like honestly or that didn't live their lives with this level of focus on something right or this level of importance on a strict or strictest code of behavior i would see people go to work and have jobs and have successes and like uh change their lives and all of these things and i didn't realize that that discipline didn't come naturally as though it came to me like my world was very small however i started to see it and of course i couldn't understand or relate to to someone not having the the discipline or the motivation to change something when it was like hurting them so much so i couldn't I had this really hard time for this is in my 20s and into my 30s honestly where I had a hard time understanding why people chose not to obey the rules of their own life and why people chose to break their own promises and break from the goals that they set like how dare they do that don't they know the consequences like that's just the way it worked for me that people didn't even live by a code of behavioral conduct in their lives they just didn't have the structure or the discipline that felt so so automatic for me in my life it was just like conditioned in me all right and it was a real shocker to be honest so once i transitioned myself from athlete to coach so you guys may know this i was a world cup athlete for eight years and i got into coaching at the provincial level which is pretty high and worked with national teams etc um lots of athletes all across canada um i started coaching when i retired from amateur sport in 2006 and i found it incredibly difficult to relate to or coach kids that didn't do what i told them to 
<laughs> Parents out there laugh. <laughs> so it would blow my mind that there were so many talented athletes, like so many talented young kids out there that had the goal of making national team, but they chose not to work out when we weren't at training camps. So they all had at home programs that they needed to do, but they like wouldn't do them. So, and, 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 and kids who would choose like family over training. Oh, well, I can't come to this camp because it's my grandfather's retirement party. I'd be like, what? You know, or who would leave camp early to like go to concerts with friends. All right. I was coaching 15 year olds tonight, 15 to 19, 16 to 20, like around that age. I'd be like, what? How do you ever think you're going to make the national team? Like, you idiot. Like, that was what I was thinking in my head. Like, you're such an idiot. Like, why would you ever do that? That was the way that I had been conditioned to think and to believe and be. You know, that was what I did. And I didn't, like, it took me almost 10 years of high performance coaching to be able to let that go. Because at that point, it took me 10 years. Think about how hard some of those automations in our minds are. The, our deep-seated beliefs, I could finally see that there, there isn't just one way, all right? There isn't just one way to be disciplined, to practice discipline, to get out of your own head, to be successful, all right? And it, it, it wasn't until I was able to get out of my own head and let go of some of the things that I was taught were the end all be all in my life, which it turned out not to be like, I didn't make the Olympic team. Right. And I got out of my own head and into the minds of hundreds of athletes. That was the catalyst to me redefining my role as a successful coach. Because yeah, I was putting kids on national teams, sort of. But once I started to understand that everyone learns different, behaves different, has different beliefs, has different thoughts, comes from a different place than I did, has different rules at home, different codes of behavior at home, that I started to, to, to change. Like I went from do it or fail to do it or learn what happens when you don't do it and sit with that and take responsibility for that. And then ask yourself what you could have done better for next time. <laughs> you know, something like that. It was a big leap for me as a coach personally, but it reaped so many rewards. And this idea of taking responsibility for your own life became sort of the foundation feel yourself know who you are that became the foundation to me and my coaching career and that is when everything changed and I started pumping kids onto the national team left right and center and we became the most sought after team in the whole country the whole country like even now though my discipline in my opinion is a huge strength and it's a weakness too I get so obedient to a narrative, you know, whether that narrative is serving me or not is up to me to observe through my intuitive awareness practice. And sometimes I miss things along the way, right? So I want to fast forward from that time, from that high performance time, which, you know, it's within 10 years. And my opinion of the word discipline now and how it's evolved even more. Like, do I still think you need it to be successful? Yes. 
Do I still think discipline is the of the utmost importance to success? No, I don't. So how the word has evolved for me is that I no longer believe that a person has discipline or doesn't have it. <laughs> Bear with me here. I, I know some of you are like, well, I'm not disciplined. I have no discipline. <laughs> I, 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 I know, I now really understand that it is a skill, all right? Like I said, I had natural discipline um, and the skill of discipline. I, I think I had a little bit of both growing up. Um, but now I know that it is a skill that anyone can learn and get better at. It's a mindset skill and a behavioral skill. You can make discipline a habit or habitual practice in your life. Uh, you work at it, it grows. You don't work at it, it stays the same or feels, I don't know, weaker or less prevalent in some cases. But here's the kicker. I believe that every single person on this planet practices discipline every single day. That's right. <laughs> Whether you believe you're disciplined or not, I'm telling you that you are. If you feel like you aren't disciplined, it's probably because you don't feel disciplined in the areas of your life that you want to be disciplined in. Example, you want to work out and lose 20 pounds over the course of the next few months. You want to get fit. You want to want run every day. You want to change something about your current lifestyle that you're not currently disciplined towards. So you try it and you do it and you try and get motivated and you make a decision and you start Monday or whatever it is and slowly but surely you cheat, stop, break your own rules. And you go back to a code of behavior that you are currently conditioned to. That is where your discipline lies, in that code of behavior, you know? be it making excuses, doing diet and exercises that you don't like, that are impossible. That scrolling through your phone for three hours a day and saying that you don't have time. It's like binging Netflix because you're exhausted. Whatever you're doing, whatever you were doing before, whatever your lifestyle is before, that's where you are disciplined towards, all right? And trust me, both hold mental and physical consequences. Everyone is disciplined to something. Both choices are hard. You need to choose your hard. Do you want it to stay the same, which is hard, and your life is calling you to change right now, and your life is calling you to do something more or have something more, right? You feel a calling somewhere in your life. Everyone does. That's the way life is. You are pulled in a direction. Your soul wants things. Your heart wants things. Your body wants things. Or do you want to change it? Do you want to change your lifestyle into something else and grow and learn from the mistakes which will happen on the way, which is also hard? So choose your heart. When I was going through this realization myself, um, because yeah, I flip-flopped. So I was that super hardcore disciplined athlete, missed the Olympic Games, went into my rock bottom, had no discipline whatsoever. I like, I went from one extreme to the next into this like, yeah, and I lived there for about five years. I lived at this rock bottom person who did not take care of herself. And 
I started to realize myself, choose your heart. I actually had to make some boundaries in my life. And when I was going through this, I started noticing that people I was surrounding myself with were at the time, the people I was surrounding myself with were actually contributing to my demise in some ways. Like uh, you guys have heard of bad energy people or those friends that just aren't supportive the ones that kind of make you feel guilty or shame or have those comments, they project their own insecurities and feelings onto you. And like when you're going through a transition, sometimes you just, you can't have that. I mean, all of those people that would put me down or those I can't catch a break people. You know, I can't get myself to where I want to be because I don't have discipline. You know, those types of people. The ones that are perfectly happy and content in their comfort zones, or at least they, they, they come across that way and try to pull you back into your comfort zone. Like, get the fuck away from me. I can't be around that shit. Right? I don't want to hear that shit. I don't buy it because everyone has bad breaks. Everyone has hard days. Everyone. Everyone has tried to stand on their own two feet and has fallen. And I've had a shit ton of bad breaks. And you know what I did? I stood myself back up and I went inside of myself and I processed my responsibility in the matter. And then I went back to slay some more dragons. (laughs) I mean, obviously intuitive self-awareness is key here. Small plug, join me in the Elisa Unfiltered Inner Circle and learn all of this stuff with me and get up on your own two feet and fall and have skills to get yourself back up. All right. But if I didn't do that, if I didn't set those boundaries and I would have become victim to my life, I, I was already headed down that road. I was in that place and that road no longer served me. And that's the road that many people are on right now. And that is where so, so many of the quote unquote undisciplined, the people who think that they're undisciplined go. They go towards that victim mentality, that poor me, I can't do it. Well, yes, you can. Your loyalties to yourself are just in areas of comfort. You'd rather suffer the pain that you know than put yourself outside of that box and experience something that you don't know. And let me first tell you, success is not a comfortable procedure Nope. In fact, it's very uncomfortable. It requires a shit ton of discomfort. And let me also remind you that if you stay in your comfort zone, that is why you will fail. Start putting some pressure on yourself. You need to put pressure on yourself. It's okay to have pressure. We need pressure. This is how change happens. This is how you grow and learn is putting pressure All right. So if you're a person who struggles with discipline, maybe it's time to think about that word more along the lines of loyalty, more along the lines of of where you are loyal to yourself in your life, if at all. How do you treat those things, those people that you're loyal to? How do you obey the rules of your own loyalty? Why are you loyal in the first place? Okay. have you ever asked yourself those questions? Why are you loyal to a specific behavior or routine or habit in your life that isn't serving you? 
So for anyone who isn't sure, or when the going gets tough, they keep falling back into that victim mindset, this part is for you, all right? This is the trigger warning part. So for anyone, let me rephrase. What I'm about to say may be perceived as victim blaming. That is not my intention. I want to make it very clear that uh, I hold a lot of space and compassion for victims, victim mindset, people who have been victimized in their lives, um, including myself. I hold compassion for the victim in me, for the trauma that I've experienced in my life. And... um, victimhood trauma is subjective and all of it is important it's all important i'm not victim blaming uh, blaming nor am i saying that your victim mindset should you have it should it pop in everyone has it that it's not important all right however i challenge you to listen closely and ask me questions if something does not make sense all right let's keep this a one-sided open dialogue to a, a certain extent okay So from my experiences and observations and coaching hundreds of people over the last decade, I have observed that a lack of discipline thrives through the ideology that we are inherently victims of our lives. And the victim mentality thrives through the ideology that we do not need to take responsibility for ourselves. All right, I'm going to say that again. A lack of discipline thrives through the ideology that we are inherently victims of our lives and the victim mentality thrives through the ideology that we do not need to take responsibility for ourselves. And I want to share a Mark Groves quote. He, in my opinion, nailed this truth, hard truth, right on the head. He said, when there are external betrayals in our lives, someone betraying us, there is usually an intentional excuse me, there is usually an internal betrayal of self that has begun long before. I'm going to say that again. I kind of messed it up the first time. When there are external betrayals in our lives, someone betraying us, there is usually an internal betrayal of self that had begun long before. When I heard him say that, that like resonated deeply for me. And maybe this isn't true for everyone 100% of the time, but it's an interesting and bold statement to ponder So here's the thing about discipline and the victim mentality. Victims, when you victimize yourself to get you out of that victimization of self, you need to radically shift your perspective. So compassion plus discipline equals change. Compassion plus discipline equals change. This is where my ideology of victim mentality differs from many of the activists in the world. Like some, you could call them like the far left on the political spectrum, um, people that really want to take care of the victims. And I totally want to take care of the victims. I have a lot of compassion for people that have been hurt or, or betrayed or have suffered greatly, greatly in their lives. I do not believe that victims need to be given or handed things in life and give nothing back, okay? In fact, and this is a bold statement for myself, but I believe that to get, to give everything to a victim and expect nothing in return can ruin a person, all right? It will keep them in the, they'll keep them a victim their whole lives 
they will become, they will start to weaponize this victimhood in themselves and keep themselves low, keep themselves down. I believe that we must give people the opportunity in their lives to make it better for themselves or have them suffer consequences of their own behaviors moving forward. If they have bad behavior, they need to have a consequence to that because that's how we learn and grow. Yes, things were hard. If you ha- if you feel like you're a victim, if you've had suffered trauma, yes, that is hard. It's it's not easy. But to just have everything handed for you is going to keep you there instead of building confidence and trust in yourself that you can move forward. So yes, compassion, yes, respect, yes, love, yes, care, but also opportunity to change their lives and make choices that will teach them new disciplines. Sometimes what's in the way is the way. Think about the victim mentality for a second when you are in a low place, whatever that looks like for you. What are you putting your energy into? Okay, where are you putting your energy? What happens to your mood, your thoughts, and your subsequent behaviors when you decide something is too hard and you can't do it and you will never be happy or wherever you go, that you are worthless, that you're a piece of shit, that you deserved the trauma, that pain? Okay, where, where you live in your mind, your thoughts, your mentality will become your reality. It is your reality. Do you actually believe yourself to be capable of reaching goals, big or small? I did a podcast that not too long ago, actually, it was like two podcasts ago. I think it's called what's or what's setting high quality. Let me see. Let me just look here. What's setting high quality goals look like? Go listen to it. It's really good. One of the reasons that we don't have self-discipline is because we run from the hard, uncomfortable things. Right? We run from the hard, uncomfortable things. We would rather do the easy, comfortable, familiar things. That's where our discipline lies in those easier things, you know, that we are perceived to be easy, but really they're not. They're hard. It's hard. Having having the energy of reliving or the what ifs or the the bad things that have happened that are keeping you small in your life, that's hard but it's familiar, so we do it. So instead of facing our hard, uncomfortable projects or finances, we run to distractions, to video games, to videos, to Netflix, to our phones. This running from discomfort is ruining our lives. It's ruining our lives. Discomfort also leads to lack of motivation, right? Does anyone listening feel that they might be disciplined but lack motivation or vice versa and they just can't get started maybe once they get started they can like get into it they just have to get over the hump or like do something like that for me motivation and discipline really go hand in hand when i was 235 pounds drinking smoking abusing my body and my mind late nights junk food all that jazz what motivated me to change was realizing that i was responsible for my life at the time, I was taking a very high-level anti-anxiety medication, Effexor, 300 milligrams, that I was hiding behind. And what I mean by that is because I was labeled as a highly anxious person with social anxiety, that label 
allowed me to justify self-victimization, right? I am a victim of my life. I have anxiety. What are you going to do about it? I have anxiety, so I don't need to show up for myself. That's what I was doing. In other words, it allowed me to not take responsibility. My anxiety was the excuse. The drugs were the reason I was heavier and had a hard time losing weight, you see? And I just like kept on. I was disciplined to that narrative. That was a that was holding me back, holding me down. It wasn't until I realized that I, I was not a victim of my life. Yes, crappy, shitty, very shitty, uncomfortable things have happened to me. But I am a grown ass woman who is making choices for herself every day. That that is when I was able to realize that those choices, the choices that I was making at the time weren't working for me anymore. So how do you get better with self-discipline? How, 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 how? (laughs) I'm gonna offer you three tips. Now, these like, you're gonna hear these and you're not gonna think they're necessarily groundbreaking, but these need to happen in this order. It's really, really important when you're starting to reframe your mind around discipline to follow these three things. They are absolutely necessary to building this skill. So number one, routine, habit and routine. When do you wake up in the morning? When do you cook? What do you do? Do you Give yourself 10 minutes Do you to read a book, to write your thoughts, to meditate, to move. What is your routine? Are you committed to your routine? Super important. And routine can start really small. Maybe your routine is just, you know, wake up, go to the bathroom, floss, brush your teeth, chug a glass of water in that order. Okay, maybe, maybe that's what you do, those things. Like, what are, what are your routines right now? Do you have one? What do you do? Do you do the same thing in order? And is it serving you? Okay. Number two, get uncomfortable with small actions first. Everybody thinks that, like, they need to blow up their whole lives. And, you know, some people do. I definitely, <laughs> that happened to me. I blew up my whole fucking life and started from scratch Uh, however, that is totally not necessary. It just starts with small actions first. You need to do your taxes. Their taxes are on your brain. Just do five minutes. You know, want to go for a run? Just do 10 minutes of running. Have to clean your house? Do one room. Want to declutter? Just put five things away. Want to eat healthy? Then add more fresh and raw to one meal. Those are the small actions we need to get comfortable doing first instead of blowing everything up. And number three, don't quit when it's not perfect. This is that massive imperfect action stuff that I love. I love. I find it so hard to understand why so many people commit to themselves. They get all jazzed up, motivated, and then the second things aren't perfect, they don't go perfectly, they quit. They're like, I missed one day, fuck it. I'm out. I can't do this. It's too hard. Get up, start your routine, get uncomfortable with the small actions first and do it the next day. Pick up where you left off, you know? Now, here's where my personal awareness training comes in because I'm going to add a fourth. Eh, wasn't going to, 
going to now. Learn and practice intuitive self-awareness. Number four, learn and practice intuitive self-awareness. Develop mindfulness around those urges to quit and give up so that you can observe where they're truly coming from, right? What are the beliefs that are holding you back and keeping you small? And then have some compassion for yourself. Remember, compassion plus discipline equals change. Now, awareness helped me and it helps me every day to reframe the tasks ahead and how hard it's going to be. Like it helps me to make decisions, one decision at a time, as opposed to thinking and feeling the weight of all the day (laughs) in its entirety, you know? So example, I didn't want to go for a run yesterday in the rain. I did not want to go. I said it to myself a hundred times, this sucks, it sucks out, it's way too cold, I don't want to go. Okay, I was tired. I had a full 10 hour day of client meetings, huge day. Plus I had to work on some social media stuff, cook dinner, clean, you know, all the things that busy women have in their lives. Like I was busy. So when the excuses started to pop up, I went and got my run clothes on. Now I have the, I live, I live and work in the same house. Like I work from home so I could do this. This is what worked for me. These are the decisions that I need to make. Going for a run is not the decision. Things have to happen before I go for a run. So I decided to get my clothes on. I decided to chug a glass of water. I decided to put my shoes on. I made the decision to put my run jacket on. These are all decisions. I grabbed my headphones, right? I chose to go outside and stand on my front porch in the rain and the cold and feel the cold on my skin. I chose to walk down the driveway Then I chose to run without a distance in mind or anything, but just to move. And next thing you know, I was finished a 5K and I went back to work. See what I mean by small choices? In this situation, I am motivated by my self-health for sure and leading a healthy lifestyle for sure. For my mind and my body. I want my mind and my body to be healthy. I'm really motivated by that. I've had some really horrible scares I've made some really horrible choices for myself that just don't work for me in my body. So I'm changing that and I'm working at that and I'm disciplined because of these small choices. So let's go back to that motivation part because I get asked this all the time. I get asked this all the time. How do you stay motivated? The answer is I didn't. I don't stay motivated. I wasn't motivated all the time. I'm not motivated all the time. You don't have to be motivated all the time either to be successful. You aren't motivated all the time to be successful. The separator in life is the most important thing. People think that the most inspired, motivated, disciplined person wins. Nah, not really. It's the person who can work on the days that they're not inspired and motivated and comfortable. It's what do you do when you're not feeling great? What do you do when you're not at your best? When it's raining outside and it's cold and you're tired? What choices are you making for your life to do your best in this moment, okay? What carries you through are those three things I mentioned above, rituals and routines and taking massive imperfect action, not quitting. So that was a lot. That was a lot of good stuff in there. Holy, I'm a, I have some passion today. Can you feel the fire? I have some fire with this topic I may have to continue it because like I mentioned, it, it's, been, it's been hard for me to articulate and I was worried that people would be offended. But honestly, this is some of the hard shit 
that I learned in a really hard way as an athlete. And I know that all of you listening are capable of changing your life and taking responsibility and observing yourself from that non-judgmental observer position to use awareness to help you to to make small choices, to get those routines and take massive imperfect action, whether that be in a physical goal or a mental mindset shift goal, all right? Today, I wanna leave you with a quote by Nelson Mandela. (laughs) Ha ha, it's a good one. The quote is, it always seems impossible until it's done. Ooh, now that's said by a man who spent 27 years in prison in a cell. He was 27 years in a cell. Like, how old are you right now? Think of 27 years in a cell. And he ended up the president of a nation. So powerful. Just incredible. Now, I'd love to definitely hear your thoughts on this episode. And as always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, or you would like more information on how to become awake and aware, to become an awake and aware warrior inside the Elisa Unfiltered Inner Circle, through intuitive self-awareness, <laughs> email me at elisa at elisaunfiltered.com. Okay, I'm over here giving you a big virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Elisa Unfiltered podcast. If you haven't done so yet, I'd love for you to share the love and head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play or Spotify and give this show a five-star rating. I will give you bonus points for leaving a written review. And if you are looking for more, head over to elisaunfiltered.com for show notes and all the links to all things Elisa Unfiltered. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time. 